BJ O'Neill here with the Business Coaching Success Podcast. So glad you're here where I share with you strategies, tools, and tips to be able to grow your business coaching practice to six figures and beyond as a Christian business coach. Let's jump in. Hey, BJ O'Neill here with Business Coach Mastery with another episode of the Business Coaching Success Podcast talking about the journey of the top 3%. Now, perhaps you're like, what does that exactly mean? Well, here, here's the thing. In mo- most in life, just about everything, you know, there is this thing called, you know, the top 3%. And essentially, what we're saying is 97% of people will talk about, you know, obviously, we're talking about business coaching. Those in the coaching space, 97% of them won't do what's required and aren't willing to do what 3% will. That's the reason why just about in every category of life and business, you always have those who are super succeeding and or overly excel compared to the rest of the pack. So when it comes to coaching, when it comes to building a legitimate, solid uh, business coaching business and practice as a Christian business coach, a believer, a Christ follower, a Jesus follower, there are a few things that I've noted over over the, the journey, over the the many years as to what you need to do um, if you're interested in being the top 3%. Here's the good news. Um, it's not actually that complicated, and it really isn't that much work. Is it effort? Sure it is. Anything that you have a value, anything that you have a value is going to take effort. However, it's not probably what you think it is. It's actually just some small tweaks here and there, and being really good and disciplined with your plans is what we're going to talk about. So there's several different areas that I want to I want to um, kind of just pour into you and and impart to you, I guess, of what I've discovered, what I've learned, not just for myself, but in working with you know dozens upon dozens upon dozens of coaches all across the country. Okay, and here you go. The first, as a believer, and as someone who is going to work with business owners, helping them to grow uh, their business, both their their financials, their team, their leadership abilities, all that. Um, It's not tactical by itself. In other words, you can't just go do that thing. There are some foundational principles that you really have to make sure that you have covered off if you're going to be successful. The first is, is a healthy mindset that is biblically based. And I'll, I'll use this uh, scripture as an example. 2 Corinthians 10.5, you might be familiar with it. And I'm reading uh, directly here. We must stop allowing Satan to deliver us blows of deception and bombard us with lies. We must take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, the verb tense for, uh, to take captive implies a repeated and continuous action. What what we're saying is is that, look, there's going to be times where it's just not going to go the way you planned. There's going to be times where it doesn't feel as good as you thought it was going to feel. There's going to be times where, you know, it's uh, the, the obstacles feel overwhelming because it's life. And what that scripture reminds us of, if you really, this is Paul talking to us. Paul had one of the most amazing mindsets of, of anyone. Think about, he wrote all the letters, if not all, the most of them, while he was where? In prison. When, when you think about that, and I'm not trying to preach a sermon here, but when you think about that, if 
If I was in prison today, away from my family, my loved ones, my friends, would I, would I have the fortitude and the mindset to want to encourage others? But that's what he's doing. And so he's simply saying when you have those kinds of thoughts, that you take them captive, you turn them around, and you make them obedient to Christ. So you want to have a healthy mindset, and you have, you have to be diligent every single day to build yourself up in the Word, to build yourself up in prayer, and to condition your mind through the ups and the downs, the successful wins, the days that it just, it's, it's raining uh, on you, where it just feels like it's just nonstop, that kind of rain. And I'm not being, I'm, talk, I'm talking about just, you know, the challenges of life. But if you've ever been outside and it's rained, and it's just that hard rain, uh, many years ago, actually wasn't that, probably four years ago, my son and I were fishing. Big storm came up, and we could not make it to the docks fast in time. In, in, uh, in time. Fast enough in time. And it started to come down fast. And it was it hurt. The raindrops, our speed and, and the 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 size and the wind, the size of the drops and the wind absolutely was just, I mean, it felt like little pellets were just drilling us. Life can feel that way. Well, when you have the proper mindset and you've really worked hard, you have a continual um a desire to equip your mind, you're gonna be able to go through all of it at a much better pace. This is, when we talk about the top 3%, this is what they do. They have a plan. They're disciplined to build their mind to become resilient. And that's what you have to do. I don't care all of the tactics in the world to get clients, to coach clients, to help them be successful. That stuff's not going to matter more than your ability to be resilient to build period. The second thing is, again, foundational principles. You must be really good. And more than just being really good, you must have an appetite, a desire, and a plan on building solid, authentic relationships where you add value. Think about it this way. If you've ever gone to any kind of networking event, and I'm going to give several different practical tips in the next few minutes just to give you great context for you to understand exactly what I'm referring to when I say things like authentic relationships and adding value. If you've ever been to a networking event, you're meeting people, it's always obvious those who don't have a plan and they're just looking for another client, whatever they're selling. And and I'm not saying that those people are bad. They're just not thinking because they've yet to find a disciplined action in their life to build solid plans, and to understand foundational principles of what they're doing. And it's not always just people who are brand new at something. Some people just never turn the corner. There could be some that maybe just don't care at all. I don't know that to be true, but nevertheless, I don't want that to be you. And so you have to make a decision. If I'm really going to be in the top 3% and I'm going to do things differently than the 97% and separate myself and become the hunted, think about that. If you want to make your journey If you want to make your journey in in a way that you become the hunted, people are looking for you, they're looking to you, they're they're reaching out to you, then you have to do what the vast majority of the others are not willing to do. So we have to make sure that when we're building authenticity, that we really start with caring for others first, okay? It's the whole line, you know, um, I, I might botch this a little bit, but when you help others get what they want, they'll help you get what you want. And it's really, really true. Okay? 
in building authentic relationships and building value, it starts with being having an, a, a, an inquiring mind to really understand an individual. And that starts with asking really, really good questions. Now, we have tools at our disposal today. You've got the internet, right? And you've got now ChatGBT. You, there's no reason in the world why you can't on your own develop five to 10 amazing questions that you ask people as you get to know them. That help you get to the root of who someone is. So if someone owns a business, let, let, let's say that they own a plumbing company or they're a dentist. And you got to make sure that when you're asking questions, that they're not, they're not just surface level questions. And I'm not, say, I'm not saying that you're going to intrude in, into their privacy. That's not what I mean. I'm saying that you're not just asking questions for the sake of asking questions. No, the heart behind it is you truly want to get to know them and understand them. Because think about it. How can you ever really help them if you don't know really where they are? You know, finding out why they do what they do. Like, what's the real root reason as to why they do what they do? Period. And as you're asking those great questions, it moves you into being able to make some decisions on how you can move forward with working with them. Here's a really practical example of someone who builds a non-authentic relationship versus someone who builds a solid a relationship of, ad, that adds value and cares for somebody else. Let's say that um, part of my uh, lead generation plan is I'm going to connect with several chamber of commerces and I'm going to build some relationships with them in the hopes that I can get access to uh, their paying members that eventually maybe I can serve some of them. They'll pay me to become their coach. That's the kind of the, the, the gist of it, right? Well, I gotta, I gotta develop a, a relationship with that chamber in order to make that happen. Okay. So phase one or scenario one. Let's say that, um, you know, I'm building or I, I want to have a relationship with the chamber of commerce. I've never been there before. I'm able to get some time to meet with the chamber president or the director of, of memberships. You know, every chamber is a little different as to how they're, they're, uh, structured. And I sit down with them and I begin to tell them how I can help them and the tools and the resources that I have and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Here's the problem with a that approach. Number one, if they don't know who I am and they have no relationship with me, then this is just transactional only. Number two, it's evident that I don't really care that much about them because I've not actually gone to any of the meetings. I'm not a paying member. Um, I'm only in it and after it to get clients for myself. Sure, as a result, I'm going to help some people along the way, but the way that that approach can come off feeling like and sounding like is just this only matters to you. And that's what 97% of the coaches will do. And I'm not saying that that's like inherently just awful because you are going to be able to help some people in that process. The point is it, there's so much friction to it because you haven't taken any time to truly develop the relationship. Scenario number two, let's say that you've gone to several events. Maybe you're still not an, a member of the, of, the, of the chamber, but you've gone to several events. You've gotten to know how they do some things. You've been around a little bit. You've gotten to know a couple of the players, and you can do that through you know three or four uh, uh, times that you go to, you know, the different things that they have going on. And then when you sit down with them 
you're authentic in saying, hey, you know, I'm a strategist, absolutely passionate about helping businesses succeed. Let me ask you a question. What is your, like, what's your biggest pain point and challenge? And are you satisfied with the level, with the number of members we have and in your retention? Two very important questions that will help you understand their role and what's going on there at the chamber. And then you're following up to say, you know, I, I may be able to help. Here are a couple of ways and you, you can strategize that way. Now, if it's if I'm doing that, I'm also going to become a member of the chamber because that helps them. It puts another number. It's a paying member. It's not that much money at the end of the day. This is where you're sowing into something to where you're going to reap the reward. Now, in our community, in our coaching community, our systematic process where we give coaches a done-for-you system, there are tools that we use to engage with someone like this to where they can use to help grow their chamber. But the biggest point uh, what I'm trying to make is, is sitting down and how you approach developing that relationship is you make it about them and you ask the question or you're looking for, how can I help you win? You think about that. How many times in the last five years has someone sat down with you individually and just asked you that question? I'm going to bet it's very little. Well, it's the same way with others. So when you sit down and ask a question like, how can I help you win? That's what puts you into 3% because 97% will never ask a question like that. They're just not thinking at a deep enough level to be, to be bold enough, to be mature enough, and to be strategic enough to ask that question. And here's what's going to happen. After you do that a number of times, you're going to hear very, very similar results. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to business, everyone's trying to get more customers and grow. I, I know that's a overly simplistic statement, but that is, the, that is the point. And you're going to hear a lot of the same things. And it's going to prepare you of how to do that really, really well. Obviously, I'm using that as one example. But prayerfully, you get the idea of what I'm trying to say about building authenticity to relationships, adding value, asking questions, getting clear. How do I help you win? Okay, the next thing, just a couple of more. The journey of the top 3%. It's how you approach lead generation. And what we're saying is, where am I going to spend my time? How am I going to spend my energy in getting to know people where some of those people are going to pay me for my services so that I can help them grow their business. What's that going to look like? Okay. You have to make a decision on choosing a couple of different strategies. There are essentially three big ones and one natural one. And I'll explain what I mean by that. The three big ones are your uh, networking, just general traditional networking, Using events, BNI groups, you know, whatever the case may be, Christian networks and whatnot. Uh, your joint ventures, a chamber of commerce, as I just shared a moment ago, that would be a joint venture style. Uh, working with CPAs, working with media companies, working with digital marketing agencies, like there's all kinds of different ways to create joint ventures. Um, uh, workshops, we call them live events. 
those are the three biggest ones. Like you really don't have to do a whole lot more than those. And then there is the fourth, which is the organic one, the sphere of influence. Regardless of which ones you choose, you must have a solid plan of action. You should never, the top 3% never gets up on any given day and wonders, where am I supposed to spend my time today? And if you're already coaching and you think that way, then you do not have solid plans built. You've got some work to do, which is fine. And so let me give you an example. When it comes to what we call a sphere of influence, here's what the 97%. I don't really know anybody who's a business owner. Okay, a sphere of influence doesn't mean that you know every, a bunch of business owners automatically. A sphere of influence is you, know, you have neighbors, you have family members, you have a dentist, you have someone who fixes your car, um, you have, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Guess what? Those people knows people, and those people knows even more peoples. <laughs> you get it? It's like a layer of an onion to where that's what truly a sphere of influence looks like. So let's say that I, you know, I had a really good friend and, you know, I'm getting to know them and I am just extending an opportunity for them to help me in my journey. And I am going to reach out to them. And this is what building a, um, we'll call it an authentic relationship kind of looks like. And I'm going to read uh, literally word for word on a document that we use that's working with our sphere of influences in our coaching system um, and working with those. And this is essentially, let's say that I have a really strong relationship with someone and it's a good likelihood that they probably know a few business owners that they could introduce me to. All right. This is the kind of things that the top 3% create that the 97% never do. All right. Well, uh, for context, we'll say that this, that the person I'm reaching out to, his name is Jeff. Uh, hey, Jeff. This is, this will be an email, by the way. Hey, Jeff. Hope you're having a great week. Hey, listen, I wanted to update you on what God has been doing in my life and the direction he has given me. I've just launched. Uh, my new business coaching practice called Purpose and Profits Business Growth Coaching, which you can check out here if you would like. Here meaning a link to your website. All right. So number one, we're already giving them exposure of what's going on. Okay. Um, Jeff, our friendship's really important to me and I really value your perspective. Okay. Now we're inviting them into the process and telling them that we really, you know, value them. Okay. If you have a few minutes to offer any feedback on my bio, and then you give another link to the bio section of your website that I've put together about my role as a business strategist and profit acceleration specialist, I'd love to hear it. I'm passionate about serving the business community. By the way, I have a really cool tool that helps business owners understand the power of their business numbers, where I can help them see how to double their profits in five minutes. It's really cool. You can check it out here, and then you, have, you give a link to it. Thank you so much for your help. Now, and again, in our system, we use tools like that. So you can see, though, the, con the, the context. I'm not just asking for their help only. I'm inviting them to the process. I value their opinion, and I do want to hear what they have to say about what I've written, what my website is, and in my bio. But here's the cool thing. I've also extended a small little tool that gives them a small peek into what I'm doing as a strategist, that being what we call a profit uh, simulation tool in our system. Here's the point. Regardless of what system that you have, you must have some kind of structure reach out to your sphere of influence that's not just, um, 
hey, listen, would you mind if I, we got together for coffee? Uh, maybe you know some people that I that um, that we could uh, you could introduce me to. Like like literally, so many people sound just like that. Well, that's not exciting. That's not a really solid invitation, right? And then what happens is when you do it right, you meet with that person, and then you you are going to ask for uh, some help in getting connected to others that you may be able to help. The bigger point is is having a solid plan. That's just an example. When it comes to networking, when it comes to doing workshops, when it comes to your sphere of influence, when it comes to um, joint ventures, you must have a bona fide plan. Like if you're networking, give an example, then you need to know uh, and plan. I'm going to go to this event on Tuesdays. I'm going to this event on Thursdays. I'm going to have this kind of structure when I go to them. I'm going to follow up with this amount of people when I leave them. I mean, like you have to have a solid plan. What the 97% will do is that number one, they'll go to the event and half the time they're starting to get out of the car and they change their mind. Or they'll go to the event late, meet a couple of people, leave early. Well, networking is not for me. Again, that's the reason why so many will choose that, that when you choose differently and you're very well planned and strategic, that's the reason why you can do very, very well in this industry. Next, understanding your KPIs, your key performance indication numbers. And I don't want to get too weedy here because this I could go on for a long time. It just simply means this. Just like the example of networking, you have numbers assigned to what you're doing. If you're going to do workshops, you're going to do one per week or one per month or whatever. You're, if you're going to if you're going to have 10 in, in the room, you're going to follow up with this many. Like Everything needs to have an indication digit to it of how you're going to follow up. Okay. If you're going to do your sphere of influence, this week I'm going to reach out to 25 people in my network with that email I just I talked about or a text. Or I'm going to follow up with those that I did. Like you got to have numbers all along the journey so that you never, you should never wonder. You should never wonder. And then you put those KPIs, whatever they're going to be, you put those KPIs, and you can, again, you can Google this kind of stuff, uh, where you can see them all the time. I have my own KPIs. They're in this laminated. If, you, if you're just listening on audio, you can hear that. That's a hard laminated um, where, uh, uh, sheet that I have mine in, and I have them on my desk at all times. I, have them, I put them in my briefcase. Everywhere I go, I have my KPIs. I know my business and I know the activity that I need to do in order to be in the top 3%. Okay. The last is, is being solid in community engagement and leadership. You should want to be on boards. You should be involved in your church. Um, and I'm not saying that you're doing that to just build your business. I'm simply saying that when you're active, and you're present, and you're vi- you're um, there's there's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You are um, I'm going to use the word visual. Um, my mind's drawing a blank, but people see you in the community is the point. They hear from you. They know you're around. You have a heartbeat and a voice. You're leading some things. You're you know you're able to shake hands, get get to know people. It will change things. Now if you're Coaching online only, you're not doing things at a local level. That's a little different, but nevertheless, the vast majority of people do coach in their local markets, so that will apply to you. But the bigger point is, is that you are stepping up and leading and guiding. Everything from even like you know your HOA. Maybe you're on the board of your HOA, or you volunteer with your HOA, 
uh, or you volunteer at your church, or regardless, is that you're involved in your community, both just what, what matters to you personally, but even more when you can get involved, especially if you're involved at a business level on boards, uh, volunteerisms, the chambers of commerces, the BNI groups, like those things. Again, it's got to connect back to what you're doing ultimately. But when people see you visually in the community, it changes so much. So just the things that I've shared with you today, if you do them, and if you're consistent, and if you're serious, and I don't typically love hyperbole, but it can change the game for you. Having a strong biblical mindset, building strong relationships and adding value, having a solid lead gen plan and, and how you approach your entire process, having KPIs, understanding your KPIs and living and dying by your KPIs, and being engaged with the community in some way or another that gives you visibility. That was the word I was looking for, visibility. I hope this has meant something to you. I hope this has added value to you. If you're considering coaching, I hope that you're getting the sense that it does not take that much effort. And here's the thing. Everything I've shared with you today, when you have a well-defined plan of all of it, it's rinse and repeat. It's like brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. You just follow the system. You follow the plan. That is what separates the 3% from the 97%. And guess what? You can be a part of the 3%. No questions asked. If you're curious about coaching and you're just wanting to know more, maybe you've uh, you, you've been around a little bit, you've heard a few podcasts, um, you're just like, hey, I, I really want you know, income and, and impact are kind of wrapped into one thing for you, but you don't have a structure, you don't have a system, you're just curious about it, you can go to businesscoachingmastery.com. That's businesscoachingmastery.com. And you click on a button, you'll see some uh, a place to get some information. You can also schedule a quick a quick chat. You're curious, you're like, how could this work for me? We can talk about that too. Okay, until next time, take care.